Doug Skeen from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider with Chris Ballas on the Wolverine.com's Michigan Football Podcast. Their latest one on the Ohio State game is up right now at the Wolverine.com. How you doing, Douglas? I'm doing great, Bill, on a on a glorious Monday here. It feels pretty good to be a former Michigan player, a Michigan alumni, Michigan fan. These are some pretty good years here. And that game was, you know, big games don't live up to the hype too often, but start to finish, the hype going in, and really that hype has been there all offseason through the regular season. And, and this is a true Michigan team. It really is. It's not about one individual. Well, there's no question, Bill, and there's several several things throughout the course of the season that have demonstrated that, and they all kind of showed themselves all over again on Saturday. Maybe none more than when Zinter snaps his leg. The whole team is out there staring at their fallen teammate. The kid gets strapped up in the splint, put on the cart, and he's got that look in his eyes, and his teammates are looking at him. They move Barnhart into guard. Trent A. Jones comes in to tackle, and they don't miss a beat. They score a touchdown on the next play. That's the kind of thing that stands out uh, in my mind and will always stand out in my mind going forward in the, for the history of the program. That's, that just demonstrates a grittiness, Bill, that, and, and not just physical but mentally, the way this team has stayed together throughout all these distractions and the naysayers and Everybody's saying that this team is not all that because of these other reasons. I think all that needs to go away because this team's got some real grit, historical grit. This season is different and something I haven't seen in a long, long time. Well, what do you like the most about that game? Because we expected a, a big game performance from Michigan. But you didn't expect this going in and you witnessed it on Saturday, Doug. What would be at the top of that list? Well, you know, Bill, I think I think it's easy to point at the superstars of the game. Obviously, Ohio State had theirs with an outstanding wide receiver. They got some pretty doggone good football players throughout their roster, and that's nothing new. Michigan's got their own share, and this year's version is no different. You know, we've got a really, really good quarterback. We've got a star running back. We've got some superstar players of our own. But for me, I was reminded of the greatness of Mike Sandra still, and then the other players that made incredible plays throughout the course of that game, our tight ends, our safeties, obviously with more with the pick, the backup offensive linemen coming in, the team, the team effort that came together to make multiple big plays that were really obvious and were replay worthy, and we all saw them. But the little things that happened out there with a guy that maybe didn't get his name called all year long and wasn't part of a pregame special feature on the Big Fox show. Those guys stepped up, too, and made plays in this game that we're going to remember forever because they now cemented themselves as being part of this great team that Michigan continues to promote as the most important thing. And that's what will stick out for me. This, this football game against a great Ohio State team was all that it normally is, but more so for a team aspect than I can remember in recent years. So now as we move past this game, there's Iowa and that 
bland offense, but they are a ten and two team. They are ranked number eighteen uh, in the latest coaches poll. Your thoughts on Michigan's matchup with a tough defense that I might put right there as the third toughest defensive unit they've played this season behind Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, I don't. There's no question, and there's a reason Ohio. Or, I'm sorry, Iowa is is ten and two. Yeah, they, they've they've won those ten games not by outscoring people because they have a daggone good defense. And so we're going to face yet another good, stout defensive front. When we played them two years ago, they had a good defensive front then as well. They just don't have the ability to hang a lot of points. They haven't done it. They're not going to do it against our defense either. We're going to win this football game, Bill, but it's not going to be easy. I think a lot of people might think, oh, it's just Iowa. Big Ten West stinks, and we're going to roll them by three or four touchdowns. And, you know, who knows? That could happen. I don't expect it to because Iowa – and the Kurt Ferentz era has always played tough football, and they rarely get blown out. But I got a feeling we're just going to win this game. But it's just, it's just going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a grind. It might even be tight at halftime because they got a lot of prideful players down there in Iowa as well that are tough, and they'll be ready to go. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, offensive lineman, late '80s, early '90s. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here in the huge shell across Michigan, talking about Michigan's win over Ohio State, looking to the Big Ten championship game on Saturday night. We just had Ballas on last hour when we were talking. Think about this. Harbaugh has missed half of the regular season because of suspensions. This team has dealt uh, with the massive headlines, negative, few positive, yet here they are achieving all their regular season goals and a win away from going back to the college football playoff for the third straight time, not getting their due as one of the great college programs the last three years. Bill, it's incredible. It really is. uh, You think about the access that the whole world has to all these young men that play this game in Michigan, obviously, with social media and the availability and the interactions that these young athletes have with the outside world, for them to keep it together, I'm just sitting here imagining what, what that culture must be inside that locker room amongst this young group of men and the, and the, and the, the, the galvanized nature of their, their time together. And, and I guess I just, I'm really, really impressed that they've been able to keep it together. I think that's a testament to the captains of this team the guys that have the official C, but also all those guys in that locker room that aren't the official captain. But, man, do they play an important leadership role. This team's got a lot of them. We saw them make big plays on Saturday. I'm thoroughly impressed and will be forever, no matter how this story ends up, that this team has been able to get this far with their coach being yanked in and out and all the headlines like you've talked about. But somehow, some way, they've just stayed focused all the way through from the time when – People said, oh, you've never played anybody. You're not playing anybody. And, oh, you're not that good. And, oh, you can't throw the football. And, oh, there's, there's something wrong with J.J. He's not the same. Maybe it's because Jim's gone. All these things we've heard, and yet they just show up and win. It's really, really impressive. Who's uh, the MVP of this team right now going into the Big Ten title game? So the regular season, most valuable player for Michigan football names come to mind immediately obviously on the offensive side to think of our quarterback because you cannot win you cannot win in college football without an outstanding quarterback jj's obviously up there and in that but blake quorum from the running back position bill it's one of the toughest hard-nosed guys michigan's had back there in a long long time 
even without the football, the way the kid blocks, the way the kid takes on tacklers, safeties and linebackers coming up at full speed, and then he takes the shot, hangs on to the football, falls forward. Man, it's impressive. So those two guys come off the, 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 the front for me. If I had to choose one, I'm choosing Blake Corum. The kid came back off of a knee injury a year ago as well. I think some people have forgotten that. And it's like he's gotten even better coming off of the knee injury. So I'm going with Corum as my team MVP, although there's a few others that are certainly recognizable. I think Junior Colson on defense there is an outstanding linebacker. Mason Graham in the middle. There's just too many names that are candidates, but if i got to go with one, I'm going with Corum. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, one of our Michigan insiders. You can hear Doug and Chris Ballas on the Michigan Football Podcast weekly at thewolverine.com. Their breakdown of the Ohio State win is up right now. Loss of Zach Zenner away from the celebration after beating Ohio State. Their best offensive lineman just went down. Impact on this football team in play starting Saturday. Yeah, Bill, you know, when, when, when Zinner went down with the leg injury and I saw they moved Barnhart in, and remember, Barnhart's played a lot of football out there for Michigan, including some guard. We haven't seen him there in a while. Trent Jones was the starting right tackle for Michigan two years ago until he had an ankle injury at the Iowa game. Trent is a strong, powerful run blocker. I don't have any concerns about running the football with that combination on the right side of the offensive line. The only thing to look out for now is is pass protection. Trente struggled at times a little bit with edge rushers. He's going to have to get better at that, and maybe Michigan has to curtail a little bit to help that on that edge if a second or third and long situation comes up. But I don't see any other drop-off. I really don't. I think that's a testament to the depth that Harbaugh's got on this team and Coach Moore and the development of that group. I didn't see a lot of drop-off in there after Zinner goes down. Of course, we'd rather have him in there because he's such a good player. But I don't think this is going to be as debilitating as some people think with the loss. Prediction on Michigan-Iowa and the Big Ten Championship game on Saturday night. Yeah, 35-31-ish, Bill, to let's just say 13, 10, 13, maybe 14 points. That's what Iowa's usually been doing. Again, hey, you know, we talk about Iowa's great defensive front. Well, we got a pretty good one, too. No one's been able to really rush the football that great against us, so I expect us to win by two or three possessions. Doug, enjoy the game. We'll talk next week, and we'll look at the matchups in the college football playoff if Michigan advances. Looking forward to it. Go Blue.